Bad Women is a new podcast powered by Catcall and hosted by yours truly, Brittany Brave. Catcall is a platform promoting female leadership, progress, and camaraderie through original events and content. Follow along at We Are Catcall on social media. Absolutely. So what do you do in that situation? And this is both a question for listeners and also uh, me asking you, because I do the same thing. And I say yes all the time because it's a well-intentioned yes. I do theoretically want to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do do a lot of shit. I do have a lot of interest, just like you do too. But then I often Mm -hmm. find that the pendulum swings too far. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm not showing up (laughs) for anything now. Exactly. Or, Or shit's falling to the wayside. So what do you... What do you do when you feel like your plate is is too full and you're unsure of like maybe what to remove from it? Like how do you Um well I mean it's an ongoing struggle, right? So uh, one thing that I've really done that's helped me a lot has been writing like doing like check-ins. Like you know in corporate world where like every like 3 months or something you had a review and you like showed your progress and like what your next goals are with the company mm-hmm. and yada 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 mm-hmm. and please mm-hmm. give me a raise and xyz whatever mm-hmm. um, and they're like I, no and you're like okay i'll leave and take all your clients like that's what happened yeah exactly yeah. right right so um you know i, I kind of again like I, I apply that thinking to like my life i run like my personal life like a business and every like i mean i try to do it like every week or two weeks I mean but obviously with life that's hard but at the Mm -hmm. minimum like once a month just do like a little check-in with myself like okay where does all these projects stand like and also becoming really obsessed with finishing things because I love that more of that I have a a finishing problem like I mean without (laughs) no pun intended yeah I was about to be like like, what woman doesn't hello yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) how do you have to say it (laughs) <laughs> we will get to that later but Girl, for now i get mine um yeah, but... that's, that's right i figure out a way anyway <laughs> um i'm just saying like in life in general like i just i have a, a problem where i get really excited about certain projects i want to do everything and then these things stay pending for a ridiculous amount of time i get in my head with the perfectionism i want to keep adding to it and blah 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 and all of a sudden that project that should have been six months is now like three years you know mm-hmm. um I did a, a web series like that that's still like uh, giving me a headache because of that same reason you know mm-hmm. so one thing that I really try to do is like before like I, I try to limit myself if I want to do more things I gotta finish some things first I gotta start crossing some shit off otherwise I'm going to go nuts you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it adds to the momentum it's it's yeah. you know you're only gonna it it does feel good. It feels completion feels good, man. It's like scientifically proven. Like it's like dopamine <laughs> and adrenaline. And I'm not mm. talking an orgasm, but it is kind of like a creative orgasm. Like when you get yeah. To like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. You get to like climax and finish, and you're like, oh wow, <laughs> we 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 settled into this. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I feel like I did that too. I, I remember um, actually the year that that we met. So we worked together on a short film, mm-hmm. and um, for for our listeners and all. And I remember that year I was hitting such a stride because I had just started to really leave PR in the corporate world the year before. Got out of an abusive relationship. Was doing comedy full time. So you oh, know, yes, I was, girl, I, yes. Oh my god, yeah, I was firing on all cylinders. Yes, but we were kind of in the same place. Oddly enough, that's funny. That's so funny. Oh, we're gonna get yeah, into that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I used I, to um, work in a. I used to work in legal believe it or not no shit really yeah yeah I worked for um an immigration attorney and um you know for legal reasons I can't really talk about how that ended but I'm sure um, we all have no, so it, I have a story it, from an agency I worked for where I'm yeah, like that it wasn't spicy. anything crazy long story short I was miserable it wasn't the kind of work that I was meant to be doing and you know I, I was ridiculously overworked ridiculously underpaid it was during like when Trump first got elected so everything was nuts and it wasn't necessarily like the law firm's fault, you know, I think there were great people that I used to work for, but it just, it like, I, I would be sometimes in tears, like every day I had to leave, you know? Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's an interesting, you know what? That's an interesting detour that I want to take because I was the same way when I was in PR and, um, it was just easier to kind of ghost that misery when I was running my own company. Because when I started to run my own company, I said to myself, okay, well, if I play by the play by my own rules, I am my own boss. I'm making more money. I'm choosing what I work and all the terms are being controlled by me and I'm still unhappy. Then that's Mm. how I'll know by six months. It's really not PR. 
it's comedy. Hmm. And like, spoiler alert, I knew like a month in. Like I was Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. You can no. always tell when you're in your your element, you know? Yeah. And it's like once I made more time for comedy, it just quickly became all comedy. And then it was like I said, it was just easier for me to shirk responsibility because it was my business. So I could be like, Well, fuck it, bye. I don't want to do it anymore. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Um, but I was at that, you know, I I I really think a lot of the disarray in my early to mid twenties came from work that I was miserable in and being Mm -hmm. overworked and not wanting to do that work because I think so much of who we are is defined by what we do. Yes. So I'm curious, you know, to just hear you talk about that a little bit more. Like it's like, cause I get that. I used to come home in tears and I think because I started misaligned with work, I was then, that's why I landed in those relationships or I was yes. drinking too much or it was, it all was like a domino yes. effect. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah. still, I'm still drinking too much, but. Um, Same, but you know, at least we're living our best life. So it's a Yes. Fun. Yes. It's a happy drunk. Not it, like it's a, a very, it's a celebratory <laughs> drunk. It's a celebratory <laughs> drunk. Yeah. yeah. It's a different <laughs> kind of drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, wait, what was the question? I forgot. Mm. Just how you dealt with that misery and why we, why we mm. so quickly fall into that and how you pivoted your way out, out well, of it, I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got into the, the position, honestly, just cause I spoke Spanish. Um, you know, I needed a job. I needed something to do. Um, I was coming out of, of a, a weird pyramid scheme situation. Mm. Um, and I, I needed a real job and, you know, a friend of mine hooked me up. I stayed there for about five years. Um, mm. but yeah, all the while, like I still like, I mean, I- I'm obsessively creative. So like when I'm in a situation where I was literally put in a box, a cubicle, right. And, and I couldn't really, like, I would get ideas for things that I wanted to do and, and I would get like freelance gigs and I couldn't go to them because, you know, I had mm-hmm. a nine to five, um, you know, it-, it was hard, but it was, it was still comfy enough that it kept me there for a while until it just didn't anymore until like, I was just really like my mental health was in like a really shitty place. And it's funny that you say that like your relationships had a um, like were a reflection of your, your work situation. I mean, I don't know what came first, the chicken or or the egg, you know, they were both bad. Yeah. I I think they definitely like exacerbated each other, you know, like made each other worse. Um, because yeah, I did get into some, some pretty bad relationships and situationships, you know, I mean, I haven't been in a real relationship since like 2015, but you know, same 2017. Yeah. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So just about, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it, I think that since like me leaving that situation, you know, um, and I didn't really have a plan. I mean, you know, I did start, um, my production business at that point, but it definitely wasn't profitable. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it has a lot of ebbs and flows. Um, so it and it I, doesn't mean you weren't doing it, by the way, because a lot of people are like, if you're not profitable as a comedian, you're not a comedian. And I'm like, then you don't understand no, how this it world takes, works. Listen, and you know, even like my parents are like, oh my god, I just like I'll say certain things like, oh, I just did this really cool thing, and blah blah blah. I got invited to to speak at this event or whatever. Did you get paid? How All much the time. Did you get paid? How much? <laughs> yeah. How much? You know, and if it's not enough, they're like, well, then why'd you go? <laughs> like, you yeah, know? All the time, all the time. And it comes from a place of wanting you to be taken care of and have security and everything uh, like that. Course, but also, like, it doesn't feel good to hear either, you yeah. know. But, I mean, again, it's a lot of not taking things personal. Like, you know, um, I think I, I really have just my upbringing for that. Like, they, they really raised me tough. Like, I just didn't kind of listen. And also, like, naturally, I'm very stubborn. So I was just like, all right, well, I don't really care. I know at some point it's going to work out. And. I mean, like I said, 2020 has been like surprisingly a, a really good year, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I went back to school. I'm almost done. Uh, I'll be done in December. Uh, my business is going great. I got some, you know, uh, uh, new opportunities actually um, in response to COVID. You know, every set now has all these extra COVID compliance, you know, rules Thanks. that they have to follow. And, you know, I've been doing that. I, I got into business with two of my friends. Like, I'm just, I, I'm not like, I, I don't know if I'll ever feel like I made it and I know that I'm close, but you know, I, I don't know. I feel pretty good. I definitely feel like world's better. Anytime I ever get stressed in any work situation that I'm in this year, I've literally just thought of thought to myself, like, well, it's better than the cubicle, you know? Always. <laughs> oh my God. It makes you grateful. It does. It, it makes it, you so grateful. Mm-hmm. And it's comparative. It's, it's so true. I always have said that. I was like, my absolute technical worst night in comedy where I fall flat on my fucking ass and I bomb and I'm like, I'm in such a funk and some fucking male comic says some chauvinistic shit. And then like, yeah. you know, or I, I get stiffed oh, for God, pain. You must deal with a, that a lot. 
it's a lot. It's it, it's a lot. And I mean, I'm sure you do too. It's just, you know, these industries were boys clubs for so mm-hmm. long and there's the men who are with it and there's the men who are still living decades behind. And I got news for them, like in more ways than just this, they're, they're getting left behind, you know, like yeah. it's, it's just, you know, you're not going to make good art unless it's inclusive by race and gender. And if you're still mm-hmm. thinking that it, things need to be the way they were, as opposed to where they are or where they're going, honey, you're, you're late. Like you're yeah. just, you're, you know, you're out really. of the conversation. And, and not yeah. even just, not even just in terms of subject matter. Um, oh, sorry to cut you off by the way. No, 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 go. Or, um, you're the guest. Yeah, not even in terms of like subject matter. Inclusivity absolutely is important. But I feel like one thing that I have noticed about guys is that, you know, generally speaking, not all men, right? Because I already hear it in the background. It's not all men, not, not all men. men. Right? No, no, man. But you guys like anti-manic catcall? No, no. I love dick. No. Like, okay. <laughs> no. Worse. Almost wish I didn't, but yeah. I, oh, trust me. Every day. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's not even just like the, the content. It's also um, the, the effort, you know? I, I think that we're raised generally to we, uh, under this impossible high standard of like, you know, having to do it all. Like you have to be, you know, the perfect wife, the perfect business person, the perfect this. You have to work like, you know, um, there was a line from my uh, show Scandal where he goes, you have to be twice as good to get half of what they have, you know? Fuck yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm seeing this in my industry. Like these guys are not putting in the work that I am and they're not putting in, you know, they don't, they're not even that well connected, but, you know, the work that they do put in goes further, you know? And yeah. I'm like, wow, if you only knew how lucky that is, you know, I did a podcast not too long ago. There's a bunch of like, you know, uh, I, I don't want to shit on them. They're, they're good people. But I was just like, you guys don't even understand how privileged you are. Like they're over here talking about like, like that, like Gary V, like entrepreneur, like yeah. content, mm-hmm. you know, like hey, if you work hard enough, you get whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, but you don't work that hard, you know, like you have a setup where it's incredibly privileged and you don't even realize how privileged it is and you're shitting on people for like supposedly not working hard enough if you only knew like how much we have to do in order just to get like halfway there you know Um, yeah it's just like it, it and that's why now like we're starting to pay attention to that and they're starting to get left behind because like we we were just raised under a different standard yeah Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I, I try to talk about this all the time. And it's one of the core ethos of cat calls. I I just want to open. That's why our events are open to men, open to everybody, because I'm like, I just need you to understand if you already don't, that you walk through this life and it's just a different experience than how it is. Yeah. It just is like I, we could both follow the same playbook. We could mm-hmm. both say the same words. We could both put in the same time and effort, but like things will be handed to you more easily. Mm-hmm. And granted, I think that's why like short term versus long term. I think that's why girls are magic. I think that's why women are fucking incredible. Exactly. You know, because and, and, we yeah, have this like, adversity from day one, dude. We're it's told a, it's no. It's a positive thing. Like, you know, when I say things like this, like it, people are like, oh, well, like, oh, that's an excuse or whatever. And same thing goes with race, right? You know, oh, because I'm of a certain color or because I'm of a certain, um, you know, cultural background or whatever, you know, uh, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, that that's victim mentality. It's like, no, but actually I'm paying homage because like, yes, it is harder, but that means that we have adapted, right? Survival of the fittest. We've adapted to become better. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, we are magic really I think those adversities like once you like it's hard as hell to overcome them but once you do I think that puts you actually at an advantage over others you know I absolutely agree and I think I I, I yeah I think that that's why women mature more quickly and mm-hmm. and have a tougher skin and I think I think that's why also too so you said something earlier and this is probably the closest to an anti-man thing that I'll ever say on this podcast but <laughs> you would say like you look at your male counterparts in your industry and they're not working half as hard their hustle is like pathetic mm-hmm. and it's like what and it's like I do see that in comedy too where mm-hmm. it's like I look at a lot of my male counterparts who are plenty funny and plenty talented and plenty whatever and I'm like dude what are you doing like what are you doing like you know and and, you know and that's not even to say pathetic but I think just like the bar is lower like a guy can be kind of funny or even a white guy I would say like could be kind of funny and people are like oh yeah it's the best thing I ever heard but you know uh uh, a different person on the other hand like it's just there's they're more critical of us you know yeah Um, they are they are definitely more critical and 
it's hard because you're like, well, okay, well, I guess that just means I'm going to be better. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm just going to be better. And it's honestly, too, it's like those are the people that you don't want in your audience anyway. And those are the people mm. that are never going to be in your corner for the for the right right reasons, you know? And yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, I see it with men, too. Like, I had it. I have it as a comedian where I've had I've had guys come up to me and, like, correct. I remember I had a guy at an open mic come up to me and say, that bit was really good about your mom and the one, the this and that. And I go, okay, thanks. And then he goes, you know how you can make it better? Mm-hmm. And immediately, and I just snapped. And I just said, I'm going to stop you right there. And he was like, what? I was like, I don't even know your first name. Yeah. Like, I don't know you. This yeah. is. You, it's like, who mind, do you think you are, Dave Chappelle? Like, who do you think you are? Mind your fucking business. And he's like, well, I'm just trying to help. I'm like, I don't need your fucking help. I just crushed A. B, mm. like, nobody asked you. And C, I'm like, I call bullshit that like you would never do this to a male comic because mm-hmm. two men with that fucking alpha energy ego bullshit because of their physical strength with each other too. Like you would never bring this bullshit to a male comic because you'd run the risk of having him deck you in the fucking face oh, yeah. for doing this. And Absolutely. I'm like, and you're, and you look at me as like small and woman and helpless and like mm. whatever. And it's like, it's just so systematic and intrinsic that they, they don't even don't, realize they're doing it. They don't even realize they're doing it. And it's like, you know, man, at this point, those transgressions are like almost nothing to me now. It, mm-hmm. It's so like, I just get used to it. And I'm like, okay. Here we <laughs> like, go. Here okay, here we go. Whatever. You know? Like, and, that makes you, know, you feel better. Do you feel like that extends into dating too? I do. I do. I think, um, oh, you said something earlier too. And I, I like completely forgot. I was like, so much of it is like our value and how we're intimidating and, and the bold. I think you were talking about like how we're both very bold with our career. I don't know if you're that bold with dating or not. I'm really not. I mean, I'm usually, it's very funny with my career. I have no issue like flashing my tits metaphorically <laughs> and being like, look at how great they are. Want to hire me? Cause I'm great. Like, yeah, yeah. but I don't have that. I don't have that boldness with men in dating. Um, but I have seen that. And I have, um, for lack of sounding like an asshole, I, I have found, like, many situations in which I'm like, I think this this guy likes the idea of me. Mm. Or I think he almost gets off on trying to cut me down. Mm. Or this fundamentally isn't going to work. Because, like, all of a sudden, like, their insecurities are on a silver platter. And yep. it's... And it's like I remember I dated a guy like years ago who he was doing stand up. He doesn't do stand up anymore, and now I do. And I remember years ago he tried to put it on me as to why he wasn't getting booked enough. Oh, stop! In it. New York, no. yeah. And I was, I was like, what? Like I hadn't even done. Maybe stand-up you're just not yet. good, my guy. In my guy, truly, like which I didn't want to say, but I'll say it now. He's yeah. not. And you know, but he was like, yeah, I moved to New York for this dream and I need to be focused on this. I go, dude, you're the one who hits me up to hang. If if you ever have a show and you're putting me over the show, that's on you. Exactly. That's your decision. I wouldn't do that for you. I wouldn't do that for you at at all. I wouldn't give up a work opportunity to go uh, get mediocre sex from you. Um, (laughs) Literally, like literally like talking about finishing and you know, he was just (laughs) like, well, you're the kind of girl who's got something going on every night, all seven nights a week. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, does that bother you? Like, you know, and it's like, so yeah, I do run into it. I don't know if that's what you were getting at, but yeah, every now and again, I mean, I'm like, these it's men. It's almost a different point because it's like, it, it's your same industry. It's like competition within your industry. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I haven't necessarily experienced that like in, in my dating. Um, it's funny that you said bold though, like, you know, you have no shame, like metaphorically flashing your tits and saying how great you are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not bold in relationships, but not because I don't want to be. It's because I would rather sit back and kind of <gasps> yes. uh, like, you know how like we're raised to kind of audition to be somebody's girlfriend, you know, like, during the <laughs> right? More like, of this. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. during the talking stage, like we got to go over his house and like, you know. Make Clean your apartment, make sure it's perfect. Like, you know, so your wifey material, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, mm-hmm, oh my God, mm-hmm. you talk to other guys, like, during the talking stage, even though... You gotta like, be cool, you gotta be dirty, yeah, but not yeah, too yeah, slutty. Yeah. You got, oh, we have to be all of it in order to win him right, over and right? convince him so, we're worth his fucking um, time. Get, like, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> you know, I used to feel this, like, insane pressure to, like... I mean, and I don't think it was a conscious pressure. It was, like, a, a somewhere deep down, like, to impress 
the guy I was dating with like how cool I was, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I already know that I'm the shit. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and audition to be your girl. How about you audition to be my man? Mm -hmm. And let's see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am the prize, motherfucker. And you be the man. And like, because like, I feel like one thing about modern day guys right now is like, I feel like they forgot how to be men. Yeah. Like, is that like and that's not man bashing like because i genuinely like i'm very attracted to masculine so am I. you know yeah like i again i almost wish right. I wasn't. but it's like you guys were raised with such low bar of expectation and i like it, it you got away with the bare minimum like and i think that's the only danger to like this whole casual dating culture is like guys don't really have to push that hard anymore and i don't really mean in terms of like giving up like a cat like i mean just in general like if, if a guy at this point is asking me on a real date and makes a real plan and sticks to it and like i'm blown up, away yeah i'm like impressed i'm blown away yeah and and they're very take it or leave it and things are very yeah. lost on them exactly they're very take it or leave it right there you said and like but then when it comes to the shoe being on the other foot they're like oh well you know she was uh, slightly uh, weird in this one text message. So I think I'm going to go on to the next one. You know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and I've just kind of been like, well, you know, uh, I'm not going to be bold. Like, I know I'm bold. You know, I'll say that for later when you prove to me that you can actually, like, be a guy. I, you know? I absolutely agree with you. And I think being bold with your career, like, even how you said, like, so what if you shoot your shot in the DM or you audition for something or you ask for a spot on a yeah, comedy yeah. show and you don't get it? You're tying yourself mm-hmm. to something that has endless opportunities. Like, if all else fails, absolutely. like, in our industries, if somebody says no to me, I can go and start my own show. If a network yeah. says, oh, I can go and record my own special and hire you to direct it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, here we... That is the beauty of 2020. And I can't believe I'm saying those two words in the same sentence. But that's the beauty of the time that we're in is it's an extremely self-sufficient time. Absolutely. And there's so much power in an independent artist and an independent creator. So it's like, that's okay. But like, when it does come to interpersonal stuff, it's like, no, you know, if I'm pursuing you and I'm being bold with you, I'm now investing my re- yeah. my resources, my emotions, my emotions mean I'm investing my attention it's, and my focus. It's emotional effort. You know, it's t- like, listen, girl, I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm, too. I'm tired. I work really hard. I, you know, and, and I, I hate that we even have to say this like, oh, yeah, I have my own. Like, as if that's like not something that every girl pretty much does. Right. You know, right. Um, it, it, it's like I do enough. <laughs> In my day life, I operate in, I guess, like traditionally, quote unquote, masculine energy in my real life, that in my dating life, I've had enough of that, you know, like, I'm not putting in all the work here, too. I'm not going to sit here and and, uh, orchestrate this relationship, you know, like courting is very important to me, you know, me too, me too. I need to see a little I need to see effort. I need to see because yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm with you too. Like, my energy is spent and it's going into things like my career and myself and like my other interpersonal yeah. relationships. So it's like any other man that comes into my life, you are additive now. You are not necessary. Yeah, like I want to, I want to see that you're making my life easier, you know? And then guys get scared when I like put these kinds of expectations. And I'm like, listen, like, let, let me just disclaimer. This has nothing to do with the title. This has nothing to do with other girls. Like, go ahead, see your other girls. I'm going to see other guys. Probably. Oh, like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm not trying to, like, trap you into a relationship. I just, like, want you to, like, give a shit about me as a person. You know what Thank I mean? Thank you. Oh, my God. I could get that tattooed on my face. Thank you. <laughs> like, that's the thing. And I, here's the thing. And here's where, and I'm not shitting on other women when I say this. I am shitting on the game when I say this. It's what you said yes. earlier. It The game is generally easier for men now than it was X yes. amount of years ago. And it is because mm-hmm. we have set this precedent. I'm not saying we, but other women, other people mm-hmm. have set this precedent where they've allowed the bar to be that low. So exactly. now when you're a self-assured badass motherfucking bitch who's like, I'm actually not clingy and I don't really care if you fuck other bitches. I don't really care what it is you're doing. I just like, mm-hmm. don't fuck with how you're treating me. So I, exactly. I am a little bit more difficult then, like, than the oh average God, bitch. See, like the reactions I get from this kind of like, because you know what, one thing I guess I am bold with is I'm very straightforward. Me too. You know, I'll tell you right it's away. Like they, they get so confused. It's like, they can't compute. It's like, wait, 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 but like what? And then, you know, 
and, and which is probably why I've been single for so long. Me too. But, you know. <laughs> Me too. And that's the thing is most women aren't like us. That is, that is yeah. the, the, and to the ladies listening, like stand your ground. There are more men like him. And sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes what ends up happening and I have had it happen before I have like come for a guy in that way and been real direct yeah. and real straightforward. And I've had men show up. And like yeah. turn their behavior around and be like, never mind, I want to make this work. And then the ones who mm. can't figure it out don't want to, and bye bye, adios. Like, yeah, it's like any know, other it, job it, that doesn't want to give it, you a raise. Again, like you just have to borrow. Like one thing I do in life a lot is I borrow other people's mindsets mm. and apply it to my current situation. So like, guys' mindsets on dating is like, well, you know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Like, you know, I don't have to commit to one guy or like whatever. Or like, what guys think? Oh, I have. I don't have to commit to one girl. You're like, you're right. And it's like, me too. Well, I don't have to really do that either. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, I'm young for the time being. I'm pretty hot. Like, I got some things going for me. Like, I, I don't really need that kind of stress. You know, and that only comes from having to have dealt with that kind of stress in the past and having to have put up with those things because you, you kind of feel like you have to when you're young. You know? Yeah, you do. You feel like the the opportunities are more scarce. That goes for career stuff too. That's why you stay mm-hmm. you stay in jobs that are really toxic for you. Or you stay in relationships yeah. that are toxic because you're young and you think that like you don't really understand the longevity of your life and that more people and more opportunities are going to come this way. So you're so precious about the ones that you have. But like to your point, you go through enough shit and you survive enough shit that you're like, bitch, I survived worse. Bye. Like yeah, you know yeah. I had a situation recently, a guy came back out of the blue mm. um, and he hit me up and he was like, oh, I want to see you, blah, 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 blah. I go look at his profile. He's got a whole new girlfriend, like whatever. And I'm like, dude, like, why are you even- What are you doing? Like, yeah. what What are you doing? And then like, it, I guess he expected me to be like hurt or something or upset. And I'm just like, like- just fly go go like I've dealt with way worse than you yeah and that's and that's another like institutional systemic bias about women too like when I call you out on your behavior or I'm honest with you or I can tell you I'm unhappy Mm -hmm. about your treatment of me don't you Mm -hmm. find they immediately go ah she got clingy ah she's Mm -hmm. crazy ah she's she's this and you know what this is this translates into professional situations too Mm -hmm. because oh she's difficult to work with you know, like, oh, well, you know, and, and again, like with the comic thing, oh, I'm just trying to help. Why are you being so ridiculous? You know, why do you think I need your help? Who are you? Yeah, Why do you think I need your help? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of that is like, again, it guys get away with toxic shit. And a lot of times, again, they don't realize they're doing it because no one's ever called them out on it. They've just been like living this life of, you know, just like kind of running shit and they don't realize the the privilege that comes with it until somebody calls them out on it. And then they're like, whoa, hold up. This, you know, this, there must be something wrong with her. You know, I, I just really hope that, you know, guys get to a point or people of privilege get to a point where instead of getting on the defense, you know, cause I mean, I, again, like this isn't a male bashing kind of thing. I, I think that genuinely you don't realize you're doing it because nobody's ever really brought it to your attention. So instead of just like, you know getting combative about it just take a step back and try to figure out like oh shit like maybe this is problematic behavior maybe i should be better even if the world isn't requiring me to be better let me just try to be a good person you know i love that i'm conscious of it dude that's high level fucking behavior like i love what Mm -hmm. you just said like genuinely striving to be better do better volunteer your time more be more honest in your efforts and doing so specifically under the context of no one pushed you in a corner to do it like Mm -hmm. no one ultimatumed you to do it you just have a situation in front of you that you see value in and you feel inclined to Mm -hmm. to handle it better you feel inclined but yeah that's the number one thing I look for in a partner like everyone's like what are you really looking for and I'm like I am looking for a man who invests in the betterment of himself with no immediate incentive Mm -hmm. as much as I do because all I do every waking moment of my life is work on me I'm I'm exhausted exhausted? I'm exhausted I I try to be fit healthy there for everybody everything several naps I need to take several naps right and I never will right because so, I'm the same way so it's like so when I do encounter a guy it's little shit too like it's like little shit where like 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 fitness is one example and it's just one where it's like 
I love being healthy and I love being fit and I love looking good and all the positive things mm-hmm. that come around that too. So like, it would bother me if a guy's like, ah, I eat like shit. I drink and do whatever the fuck I want. I never go inside a gym. Like that's a little mm-hmm. thing. Or if I'm like, oh, I don't have any shows tonight. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find three open mics to hit or I'm going to go and sit mm-hmm. at a wine bar and write for two hours. But if he's like, I don't have any shows tonight, so I'm just going to go home and get high and jerk off. I'm like, <laughs> we're fundamentally different. I don't like that. Like, th- we're, yeah, we're fundamentally it, it is, different. It is a different level. And, you know, uh, again, like accountability for themselves and also just like, like, okay, so self-awareness, but also outer awareness. Like, you can see, like, one, one thing I had a conversation with my my homegirl about. She's She's been in a long-term relationship with a great guy. I'm friends with both of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I said, I want a provider. And she was like, oh, but, like, oh, basically, you just want a guy with money. I'm like, no, no, no. I said, that's not what I said. I mean, that'd be nice, right? Sure. But, yeah. You know, yeah. because I have money. I support myself. So why would I want somebody who can't? Because then I got to now pick up their slack. Which I have done. And it's it, it took mean, years just, to pull out of. Yeah. It yeah. Took year, because, like, you get into this, like, fierce, like, I'm an independent woman. I got this. Like, I used to try to pay for shit just because, like, to, to show that point. I could. You know, mm-hmm. to prove a point, right? Like, oh, I'm not one of those girls who, like, you know, like, fuck that. No. Pay for a dinner once in a while, dude. Like, I, I've got, like, $97 worth of skin cream and makeup on <laughs> Like, <laughs> do you understand? That's so fucking funny. You're like, do you understand that when I walk into this date, I'm already two hundred dollars in the red between exactly. the outfit, the makeup, the blowout. You know, like, like, I like, you, exactly. pay for dinner. So, you know, when I say exactly, when I say I want a provider, I said, look at your boyfriend, right? He's not the richest guy, you know. But if he is in your car and he sees the check engine light is on. He's like, okay, hey, I, I think I'm going to take that to the mechanic for you just because, you know, you probably shouldn't be driving with the check engine light on. Partnership, you know? like, caring for like, someone and, who's and, not again, you. Like, that's, there's no, like, uh, again, guys get really scared about this because they're like, oh, well, I don't want it, like, to be, like, a thing or, like, she's not my girl. I don't, she doesn't deserve, like, no, just be a fucking decent human. Like, if you're putting your dick in her, I mean, well, now we're getting really deep. Um, Like, if you're putting, like, if you're physical with her, then... If you see that she needs something, try to provide for that. It doesn't mean she's going to want to marry you after that. That just means that you're like... You're a decent human being. Decent. Like, you know? That's it. You don't ask for much. That's it. I... Oh, yes to this. And it's... And again, and it's such a defense mechanism for them because it's like they... I don't understand men. It's like, I just had this conversation with one of my girls the other day too, where she was like, you'd be surprised how many men don't know how to handle a woman who's in the in-between. Like Mm. they know what it's like to have a girlfriend and maybe they're a good boyfriend. Probably not, but like, maybe like whatever. (laughs) She's like, but then they know girls that are friends who they don't want to fuck. And then they have the girls that they are attracted to and want to fuck and maybe get the opportunity to. And Mm -hmm. now it's in this gray area and they just fumble. They just don't know how to like, so they're like, well, I can't do anything above like just drinking with her and hanging and fucking her because then she'll, then it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. then she'll want to like, you know, uh, uh, be my girl and I'm not ready for that. Like, uh, yeah, okay. Like, obviously, like nobody is. Nobody (laughs) is. That's the thing. And that's your own. Nobody is. That's a projection of your own your own shit ultimately mm-hmm. is what it is. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I have just had this and it's, I think it's like the issue with millennial culture. Like there is something like the way we view intimacy and the way we treat each other is like really fucking terrible. Like it yeah. really is. Like, it's just like, like core, like we're not impeccable with our word. We don't show up mm-hmm. for people. We treat sex mm-hmm. like I understand casual sex if two people aren't interested in going deeper with each other. That's absolutely fine. But like, mm-hmm. my God, like not even cavemen fucked this transactionally. Like they, <laughs> transactionally, I love it. Yeah, like they at least like made made fire and warmth for each other, and like <laughs> scouted berries for each other. Made cavemen and cave- fire and warmth provided provided so, like, for that's each the, other. The baseline. And you know what? Again, I, I really feel like everything is universal. So mm-hmm. whatever, like if you do one thing one way, that's how you're going to do everything. 
So like guys that don't want to do this, like in their even casual hookups are probably fucking up in their careers. Dude, you took, I was about to say this 10 minutes ago. This is, is, they're probably fucking up in their careers too, because I promise you, like once you do like, Guys, if you're listening, if you do the bare minimum, you do realize how much that will, like, and a little bit above the bare minimum, you do realize how much that will put you ahead of the game because people will be stressed by the fact that you give a shit, you know? And Blown I away. That, and I don't think this is necessarily just, like, a guy thing. You know, women, too. Like, it, it, I think millennial, like, 2020 culture is very me, is very about what can this do to serve me? If Mm -hmm. there's nothing in it for me, I'm not in it. You know, I I think one thing that's really helped me in my dating life, in my professional life, in everything, because again, like everything is universal, is I'm a giver, right? So I do a lot of stuff for free. I do a Mm -hmm. lot of like, you know, like I'll help with a project. If somebody DMs me and says like, hey, I want to make a movie about my life story, which spoiler alert, usually doesn't work out, but you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, like especially no background in film or whatever but you know um, I perform for free all the time and people are like you shouldn't do that I'm like yeah but I love it and I love bringing joy to people yeah Yeah. you make connections with people and you really like my my goal really is to provide value everywhere that I go and it puts me I genuinely believe that that attitude puts me above and beyond so if guys it does never start to adopt that attitude Again, if you do one thing a certain way, that's how you're going to do everything. So even in your casual hookups, even in your casual business situations, even if somebody slides into your DMs professionally or otherwise asking for something, if you have the capacity to give it, because again, there, there's uh, that's a big caveat because I used to help even if I didn't have the capacity to give it, you know, even if I didn't have the time or, or, the, or the whatever, mm-hmm. um, I, I used to do too much. But there is a, a, a point where if you're just doing a little bit to help out and to give in any aspect of your life, I really feel like that pays off. Yeah, I do agree. I do agree. Because you're operating from a place of love and abundance and you never mm-hmm. go wrong with that. You never go wrong with that. So pay but- for the girl's oil change, damn it. That's a- <laughs> and the plan B, pay for it. Matter of fact, just work. How about that? How about that? You know? Wait, wait, wait. I mean, I don't know. Like, is this like an entrepreneurial kind of podcast? Or like, can we talk about like some, some like raunchy stuff? Like, we can do, go, it's me. You can, can say and talk yeah. about whatever so, you want. Yeah. I've noticed that guys have this like weird thing about not liking condoms. And I'm like, okay, so you like disease? You know? Like, yeah, like, like what? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh, so you like uh, unplanned pregnancies? You want to be stuck with me your whole life? Because uh, I will put you on child support, my friend. Yeah. 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 No questions asked. So it's like, you know, like, I I almost feel like guys are like, what do you mean? Like, uh, like, really? It's like, yeah, really? Like, isn't that kind of like, again, bare minimum? Absolutely. Bare minimum. Or it's like, like, you know, or it's just how you said beforehand, like the treatment, like I have had situations with guys where I, I, listen, I've had unplanned pregnancies. Like I've had, like I made. Those, oh, really? Yeah, I have. I, I have, and it was, you know, coming. I've been from lucky. Pl- knock on wood. Um. Good, for, good for you, dude. And it's like, I yeah. mean, for me, I was able to examine that it was really coming from a place of a lack of self-respect. Like, you know, mm. prioritizing the moment and the pleasure and the dynamic between me and a person over my body and my well-being but and no, my risk. No, stop. No, I'm gonna stop you right there because that's already like people like we put so much responsibility on ourselves. As if it doesn't take two fucking people to make a kid. You're also like, right about that. You're right. Like, right. stop. Like, you know, he didn't respect you either because I guarantee you if um, he pulled out a condom, you would have been like, oh, my God, what a gentleman. True. <laughs> like, he could have absolutely. I Yeah, that's true. I have had it with ex-boyfriends before where, where they've been like, wait a minute. No, I'm going to pull out or wait a minute. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Like, give me a break. You do not care about her pH or her like, you know, uh, uh the emotional damage that's going to do if she has to go through something like that. So, you know what? Uh, yes, there is some kind of personal responsibility, but, you know, uh, I think that we, we've had enough of guys evading responsibility in general. I, I you know? Accountability is my kink. A yeah. man that Accountability can... is my kink. Can we tweet this? Please. Put it up right now. Put it. Tattoo it. Put it on a billboard. It is anybody who, who 
Oh, I always say, and I will say this, and I and I can say it because I practice what I motherfucking preach. Mm-hmm. Own, own thy shit. Yes. Own it because there is such beauty in it. Own when you are wrong. Own mm. what you are bad at. Own where there's room for growth. Yes. Own what you're. And own what you're don't good at. Realize again, like it. Like let's look at it. Like even in the purely selfish mindset. Like even if you own your shit and like do these things, like do you understand how much that will put you ahead in life? Especially yeah. if you're a, a person of privilege. If you're a, a white person, a guy, or in any like privileged situation, and you can if, see your situation for what it is. Yes, yeah, if you can like really put yourself into perspective. And just say, okay, I'm going to try to be a better person. I'm going to try to do the right thing and be accountable for myself and my actions. People are going to look at you like you're fucking God. Like, yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, he's a human. Like, you know, like that is going to do very well for your bank account. It's going to do very well for your sex life. It's going to do for your very, pussy very, count. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everything. It's yeah. Do very, very well for you in general so even if you are a purely selfish person look at it like that you know and then hopefully in the long term you'll fall in love with the idea of of being of servant leadership and maybe good character might just accidentally stick to you you yeah 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 and I think good character means um I mean, it means so many things, but I think so, so many people operate from selfishness. Like you would even said Mm -hmm. it like millennial culture is so me, 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 me. And people Mm -hmm. are so afraid that like, if I say I fucked up with you, then what does that say about me, 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 me? Mm -hmm. Like it's so everything they look at, if you're not operating from a place of fullness and strength, then you're going to take any interaction that's not inherently about you as a deficit to your emotional currency (laughs) like you're going to like you look at having to apologize about something as like a personal attack like Mm -hmm. how you were saying don't take anything personally and it's just um that's that's the the I have always like I remember I just recounted this the other day like I dated a guy a couple years ago we were involved we were casually seeing each other um ghosted like ghosted brutally and by the way that was the same guy that hit it was the same oh, thing. He literally this is always ghosting, like OD. Oh yeah, like ghost. And I mean, listen. By the way, that is the rudest, most pushy, sh- pussy shit in the world. Like that—that that is where I'm talking about own thy shit. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. just say what's going on. Have a basic respect for somebody else. Tell exactly. them what is happening. Sit in an uncomfortable conversation for ten minutes and let somebody know you're getting back with your ex or you're not interested yeah, anymore or it, whatever. Shit. I mean, but listen, I'm not gonna play perfect. Like it, there was. I've done um, it. I, yeah, I've I've 100 done it. And yeah. even like actually somewhat recently, I did it and um, I felt like shit about it. Um, and it was something that you know I, I it's you try to have those like I, I mean in my situation is different. Cause like, I'll try to have that conversation with people. Try to be like, listen, uh, I'm not really, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, and if they're still like pushing and pushing and pushing then I'm going to start to pull away and pull away. And then until I'm like goes, but usually it's not just like for no reason. And also I won't lead you to believe otherwise, you know, like with, mm-hmm. with the guy that I, I go to somebody over the summer and it like it wasn't like I said to him like oh yeah like we need to be in a relationship I want to be my parents whatever oh somebody's at the door um yeah no I'm in a podcast (laughs) (laughs) Um, you're like bitch I am working (laughs) no I can't mute it just come in and take the keys don't drive it to Brooklyn and don't crash it please thank you (laughs) the keys are right there okay hi podcast (laughs) <laughs> What's guest, about? guest appearance from my brother we're talking about ghosting. what's people. up i love it yes he i try to i try to make him a can i talk to him no not yet this is a woman's podcast <laughs> she's like this shit isn't about you he's listen well it kind of is because he is, is definitely the ultimate fuck boy yeah uh no uh, this is somebody else uh, yeah go go away goodbye all right sorry for interrupting close the door enjoy your podcast thanks <laughs> um that's so funny yeah what was i saying um oh yeah so like with this guy 
um like i didn't lead him to believe anything different with this other dude that ghosted me like he was straight up like i want to marry you i want to i want you to have my kids i want you to be my man like oh like oh look at this house i want to buy for us like he was going off and i'm like bro like why because i'm not even the person that expects those kinds of things right you know right so it's like what why would you like why are you even saying those things to then inevitably just fall off the face of the earth like that's emotion that's literal like emotional instability on their part though like yeah like i I, like i'm starting to wonder if like maybe this dude has like actual mental problems at that point because like why why even bother yeah yeah that's someone who somebody who's straight up over somebody that's like sitting here like saying the prettiest things in the world because like what they don't realize is half the time i don't believe them anyway (laughs) exactly exactly but then i end up like looking back on your own behavior and i'm like this is not healthy like this is not Mm -hmm. yeah it's um I, I had that. And I, I mean, this, this guy ghosted brutally. And then I, I ended up seeing he had a girlfriend. And then I ended up seeing that the time he was with the girlfriend overlapped with the time we were still fucking and see, and I was like, mm. Oh, this is gross. I don't like oh this. Like God. whatever. But like to his credit, like a couple years later, we ended up running into each other at a music festival. And he was like, you're owed such an apology. I was a dick. Oh, look at him, accountability. Accountability. I was a dick. Look I was terrible. That. But like, but you see I didn't how know. much we celebrate that? Like, they don't realize that, like, if they do those little things, like, it's going to be, wow, you did that? Like, yeah. the most basic action of, of, of self-awareness and, and empathy? Wow, you're a fucking hero. You're a hero. That's you know? it. Or just you know, be honest. Say you're sorry. Have delicacy with the situation. You know, yeah. if you're having sex with the human, still treat them like a human. Um, mm-hmm. Be above board about things. And it's like, it, and it, the thing is, it really does save everybody time because the universe works in really mysterious ways. And like, it, it, the truth. The cream always rises to the top. My Italian mother says that all the time, and she's right. Hmm. Like, like she's like, the truth, it's basically like the truth always mm-hmm. finds a way. And I will say in my history, career-wise, interpersonally, you name it, the truth has always found a way to me. Always. Yes. And I will yes. thank the universe for that. Like, it might have taken a while. It might have mm-hmm. come in a weird, convoluted way, so on and so forth. But eventually, I found out what I needed to fucking find out. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because like in my family too, we have that almost like the same saying. Like I have an, uh, a miscellaneous family member. I won't say how they're related to me, but you know, because that will be obvious. <laughs> like, I, I kind of know time. them, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, he's, he's part of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, that went to jail for quite a while for for selling drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one thing he told me when I visited him in prison was that. And I'll never forget this lesson. I was like 16 when he told me, Natalie, at some point, everything you do in the dark will eventually come to light. <gasps> and I was like, oh! <laughs> like brain explode. And like, and mind you, like, he, he doesn't live by it, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a typical man, right? Like, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't really live by it. But it was, it was really, really wise words that I appreciated that I kind of took with me to my adult life. And, and to my professional life as well. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously this, this comes in, in personal situations really easily, um, be honest with people, but you know, in in professional situations also like Instagram is a big thing. Like everybody's not what they're supposed to be, you know? Um, and, and I used, like when I was in sales, I did like that pyramid schemey thing, like. they were very big on like presenting this image of a successful traveling person that, you know, was doing well in life. And because that's how you recruited people. Right. And I hated, hated that fakeness because a lot of the time I was really struggling. And, you know, for anybody that's listening now, like, I I think that translates into a lot of industries, you know, especially entertainment where like, we want to look like we got it like that. Like we're successful. Mm -hmm. Nah, dude, like, I lived with my parents for like up until like actually I still live with my parents until next month. I'm finally moving out. Good. But like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, it's don't be afraid to show your your weaknesses because if you try to hide anything, the internet has a real real way of exposing you bad. And you know, it, it's so much better when you just own it. You say, "Listen, I'm not the super rich person, the super like amazing like my career isn't like at A list level, but you know what? I'm doing way better than I did last year. 
and this is how I did it and it's more relatable and it's more honest and, and you're on your way and it takes it, it for the yeah. most part for most people who are creating things worth listening to and consuming it does take years to be a list level and famous like mm-hmm. I, I that that shot in the dark fame is bullshit and yeah. I don't even I don't want it and it's or- it's it's overnight as quickly as it comes it goes so no thanks yeah yeah or even like forget famous it just profitable yeah (laughs) you know i mean a lot of the times like we get caught up in this like again but how much money did you make or blah 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 blah. i mean like bottom line actually I, i did the numbers i made triple this year what i made working at the law firm two years ago or a year that's awesome that's amazing literally triple you know yeah but i didn't like but I did it by not paying attention to how much I was making on the day to day of just like taking opportunities that made sense to me and that felt right. And by not fucking like acting like I was somebody that I wasn't, you know, like I'm not better than any opportunity. Like I just took what felt good and what felt right. And, you know, in the long term, it ends up working out. But I mean, you know, it took me a while to, to even get to that point. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where, you know, that's, that's having your heart in the right place. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think that's wanting things for, it's like, you don't get in a relationship for the sex or you don't get married for the tax relief or what I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, (laughs) I might listen at this point. It's just, you know, all the, the, honestly, like I'm not a big fan of the whole marriage idea, but I mean, I would probably do it just because, you know, it's, cheaper taxes I would do it if I felt so inclined to but I don't think it's necessary like like and and, and, and to your point this is an even more perfect example like you just set it up like it's like you know you don't get in a relationship for the marriage you don't get you know what I mean like it's like it's it's part of the cart before the horse it's like you know you're you just follow your intuition and you know where you need to place yourself and you make good shit that you're proud of and then everything else you know, falls into place. You know why? Like, I mean, in Hispanic families, it's really strong. I'm sure it's just strong for women in general. But like, we were like, even if we weren't obviously raised on this idea of the guy you're dating should be an eventual husband, like, like the goal is to find a husband. Yeah. Like, even if it wasn't actively, it's big taught, in Italian was, culture. Yeah. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. big. It's it's subconsciously taught, you know, or very obviously taught, you know. Um, depending on, depending on the family. Um, so for me, like when I was younger, that was in the back of my head is like, well, you know, you're not really winning until like you're successful and you're married, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then like right around maybe 24, 25, I was just like, I don't really care. You know, I I think I would be really actually probably happier without doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And and now like it, it, stopped me from assigning future plans to people before they had proven that they were even worthy of that yeah yeah because your expectations are gone yeah exactly exactly or professional opportunities like I'm not looking at it like the job that I'm going to have for the rest of my life or the guy that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life or you know like I I don't assign like like object permanence in that way you know like Mm. it is here right now I'm gonna get the best I can out of it and if it lasts longer and if it serves me then great that's the key word yeah the key word if it serves me longer than I expected then cool but I'm not expecting those things and it literally blows people's minds when I approach approach things like that yeah Yeah, absolutely and yeah and you know you free yourself with that because then whatever comes in you can actually decipher from a neutral standpoint if you're happy about it if you're disappointed with it and what you feel about it um whereas Mm -hmm. you spend we all spend a lot of time reconciling what it is we think things should be and what it is Mm -hmm. that they actually are you know Mm -hmm. and um and it's and and i think i've started approaching interpersonal relationships that way too like truly having zero expectations for friends coworkers, and romantic partners and like how you said Mm -hmm. like sitting back and just like let me see what you do Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's just see like what you do with this i'm not taking again like i feel like everything is is synchronistic everything how you do one thing is how you do everything mm -hmm. you know so, Especially uh, business and pleasure. There's a reason why people exa- say don't yeah, mix them and, and stuff. Are, yeah, are extremely, extremely correlated. Mm-hmm. That should be the name of the podcast. But I mean, the name of the episode: business. And pleasure. Business like, and pleasure. Oh, absolutely, um, <laughs> it's done. Well, yeah, that's it. It's it's been um, fermented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, like uh, these things are extremely correlated, and I think that 
you know, when you don't assign permanence to them and you just say, let me see what this does for me. It takes a lot of the pressure out of making decisions to move forward, like taking opportunities, because you're not thinking like, okay, if I take this opportunity, it's the last thing that I'll do for my career. You know, like if it doesn't work out, then go get another one. Right. You know, yeah. But guys. Like, you know, like, hey, I'm going to try this one out for a little while. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then, I mean, right. you know. And also not being afraid of expiration dates. Like, most things in life yes. do expire. Like, most relationships, like, even if you mm-hmm. do subscribe to the, like, Catholic monogamous, you will find your one person, lock in, get married, and be soulmates. Like, let's say even if that's mm-hmm. how you live life, then that means that everybody before then is going to end before you reach yeah. that person. So, like, most things r- have a shelf life. Like most things run their course, give you what they need to give you and see themselves out. And then the thing that, and and even like the person that you end up with, like I said, let's say you subscribe to that, like that person's still only around for a fraction of your life in the grand scheme. They weren't there for the early part of it, you know? So exactly. Yeah. It's Um, there's a video that I always go back to whenever I'm struggling with, you know, should I keep a person or a job or something in my life Mm -hmm. and it's like the weirdest source it's a medea video Mm. um i fucking love tyler i love tyler power he's Um, great sometimes like the new stuff i don't know but um like that halloween like franchise the minute he tried to franchise himself it was yeah because then it's like less authentic um, yeah exactly yeah but there was a a video clip from one of his old plays of medea talking about um using the analogy of roots, branches, and leaves. Mm. And she said, some people in your life or some opportunities in your life are going to be like leaves on a tree. They're going to fly away. More leaves are going to grow. It is what it is. That's all they're meant to be in their life. Don't get mad at them. That's all. That was their purpose. They're a leaf. Right. Right. Then there's the branches. The branches, like, you know, they'll, they'll make you think that they're there for good. And then, you know, some strong wind comes and bump the branch snaps, you know, mm-hmm. and that's fine it falls off the tree another one grows but there's all, and there's so many leaves and so many branches but you know what there's only like three or four roots on a tree but if and i quote if those roots weren't there the tree wouldn't live mm. like there very very few credit to tyler perry but there are very very few roots in your life but those are the ones that are keeping you keeping you going Keeping you grounded, literally keeping you grounded. And like that metaphor has been so powerful to me. I send it to all my friends who are crying over some guy. We're going to put it in the, in the details to, yeah. of this episode. Yeah. 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 We'll link it. Like it's, it, I watch it every time I'm in like one of those moments of, uh, I don't know what to do. Is it a root, a branch know? or a leaf? Yeah. Like it's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Is it a root? Is it a branch or a leaf? Mm-hmm. And if it's not a root, I don't hurt about it leaving it just is what it is i mean uh, i mean we're human of course we hurt but i don't assign permanence to that hurt right you know right and then and that's a, that's a big thing too you get you get through hurt quicker that way too when you when yeah, you just yeah, yeah. you, you learn okay, to sit in it and you know it won't be around forever so let yeah, me just sit yeah. in it and deal with it it's like a stomach virus you're like this sucks just let it pass. let it pass it's 48 right. hours and then like another weird ref- reference um you could tell i've been drinking right? um <laughs> Another weird reference. If you ever seen the show Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Mm -hmm. yeah. So where she's like kidnapped by like this like uh, Mormon like cult leader or something, and she has to like do these very uncomfortable things, and she goes, "I can deal with anything for ten seconds, so I just count to ten over and over again until it's over, because I can deal with anything for ten seconds." And then I'm like, "Wow, that makes sense." It, it, there are certain things that are unpleasant. Like I, I apply that like when I'm working out, I, I hate working out by the way. That's um, fine. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I just, I don't enjoy it. I wish I did. Um, I'm trying to get better at it, but like, I'll be like, okay, I only have to run on this treadmill. I hate it, but I'm only going to do it for 10 more seconds. And then I count 10 more seconds again, like 50 times yeah. until I'm done. Yeah. You know, break it down um, into those like manageable yeah, intervals in a way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, yeah. at, at certain times, like, like I just literally, I lost out on a job, a big job that I really wanted yesterday. 
and it hurts and it sucks a little bit, but you know, it, it's temporary. I love that. I have to deal with it. Yeah, I know. I, For a couple I, of 10 seconds. 10 <laughs> seconds. I love that. I love that managing it where it's like just taking a second to feel what it is that you're feeling. And you're like, let me not barrel through it. Let me not rush it. I will feel it, but I will mm-hmm. put a time limit on how I feel it. And then I will no longer feel yeah. it again. And like, yeah. Yeah, that's mastery of one's emotions. Yeah. Yes, these very adult things that we have to do on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of a mess when it comes to technology. So Anchor has saved my life. This episode of Bad Women and all of the episodes of Bad Women are powered by Anchor.fm. Let me break this down for you. If you've got a mobile device, that's an iPhone, an iPad, a tablet, a beeper, a pager, a Tamagotchi, a life alert monitor, whatever it is, you can record straight from there. You upload it, it's easier than ever to edit and produce, and then Anchor goes ahead and distributes this bad boy for you. That's right. It puts it out there on Apple, on Spotify, everywhere podcasts dwell, and the best part is you can even make money. Yes, money. You can make some serious green from recording with Anchor and you don't even need any minimum listenership. So if you've got a dream to be a podcast host and producer, your friends are going to be like, oh God, not another one. But you know what? The world needs to hear what you have to say. So get up, get started on anchor.fm and make those dreams come true, baby. We're waiting. I'll tune in. I promise.